Welcome to the Leadership Network Podcast. Leadership Network is a community of multipliers who gather to collaborate, innovate, and pursue what God has next for His church. Our mission is to champion healthy growth that is capable of reproducing. Thank you for joining this conversation, and here's today's episode. Welcome back to the Generation Next show. We are so glad you are all here. Uh, my name is Hannah Granowski Barnett. Yeah, and my name is Aaron Barnett. That's right. And we're so glad that you are here. If you have been a, a faithful watcher, if you are part of our community, welcome back. We're so glad you're here. If you um, have been paying attention, you know that we didn't have a show last week, and that's because Aaron and I took a little trip. We were yep. celebrating our anniversary last One year. weekend. One year of marriage. So we're we're really experts at this point, you know? <laughs> um, and so we have been just getting to rest last week, but we are so excited to be back with all of you this week. We have a really important conversation that we're going to be having today. And just a reminder, if this is your first time here on the show, welcome. The heart behind this show is that we know, we see so many statistics, we see so many things all over the news um, about why the next generation is walking away from the church. And let's Mm -hmm. be honest, I mean, just this week specifically has been very heavy. I just want to acknowledge that first. I just want to sit in that for a moment. Um, There's been a lot of really hard things in the world. And there's a lot of injustice that has been brought to light. There's a lot of hate, even racism that have been revealed. Um, There's also really hard things happening in the church with allegations and really devastating things coming out about uh, leaders that we've respected. And so I just, this week has been very heavy. And we know that in the midst of that, there is a generation that in response to a lot of the disruption, a lot of the hurt, a lot of the frustration, they're walking away from the church instead of running back into it. And we just think that something needs to change about that. We actually think that we can come together as leaders and build strategy and build vision and dream about what it could look like for our churches to be a place where the next generation feels safe and known and like they belong and that they can have a place to have some of these hard conversations. And so um, I just want to address that first. And I also want to honor if if you're in one of those places today where you're feeling broken down and bruised and discouraged. Mm. Um, we see you, your ministry matters. What you're doing still matters. Um, God promises that us that his kingdom will not be defeated. He has already won. The victory is already his and we get to partner with him in continuing to build that kingdom. So I'm glad you're here. And I hope this conversation actually leaves you with some hope and some excitement about where the future of the church can be. Today's going to be really exciting. So exciting. Um, Man, alive. I am pumped for this interview. Um, We get to interview a good friend of mine. His name is Kels Johnson. Um, He is a campus pastor. He's a revivalist. He walks in such authority and anointing and just great, great human. Um, Kels Johnson is also going to be launching something really cool called the River Network. He's going to talk a little bit about that, but he does a lot of cool things with just social media, his Mm -hmm. voice and empowering young leaders and senior leaders to, to walk out the gifting that God has placed 
in you. And so Kels, I'm super excited to have you, man. Super pumped to have you carve out some time. I know I'm going to be already blessed um, by what you have to say today. So thanks for joining us, man. Guys, thank you so much for having me on. It's so good to see your faces. Uh, feels like we have not been together in a long time. And we in were just a long together time. at camp. Uh, I, I miss you guys already. I need to make a trip down there. We need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on out to Chicago. hundred percent. Yeah, it was so great. Uh, Kels and I, with Hannah, we got to hang out with uh, a couple young leaders at a retreat out in Ohio, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just had a great, great time of connecting out there. Um, but Kels, welcome, man. Super excited to have you today. Um, wanted to kick this thing off with like a quick question. Um, okay. You're creative. You, um, you know, from afar, I've always appreciated your creative outlet, mm. your lens on creativity, yeah. the content that you create. Um, when I watch your videos, I leave inspired. Uh, when I watch okay. your videos, I feel like, God speaks through you. I, I feel like sometimes you watch through a screen, you're like, yeah, that's amazing. That's great content. But mm -hmm. I feel more often when I watch some of your stuff that God just like really has um, me glued to the screen when you, yeah. when you communicate. Wow. And so just really appreciate that about you. I would love to hear about your creative journey a little bit for mm -hmm. everyone that's watching. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for your kind words, bro. I, I'm literally my worst critic. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate that. Uh, everything. I look at my social media page all the time and uh, people are like, oh my God, I tell my creative team to look at your social media page. Yeah. I'm like, don't just <laughs> throw, the, throw the whole thing away and let's start over. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very critical, but I, it's because I'm very, very critical of, of what I create. Uh, because of why I create. I believe mm. that we have the greatest story ever told mm. as yeah. Christians, as believers. We have the greatest story ever told. And I feel, I feel like it's my responsibility. Um, and, you know, yeah. I think it's even a part of the Christian responsibility to, mm -hmm. to tell it the yes. best ways possible. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm very meticulous about what I create and what I produce and what I put out, not because wow. I want fanfare or because I want other people to be impressed by it. Yes. But my question is always, can God see this and be impressed? Mm. Wow. It Come will on. never happen. I will never impress God. Yeah. It, it just, mm. just won't happen. And I don't have to wow. he doesn't mm. put that requirement on me. It's just something on me that I put on myself wow. that I That's want so to create good. content. Wow. That if God picked up his cell phone and looked mm. at it, mm. like, that's dope. Yeah, um, that's so I, I've been I've been creating content, oh my God, for a decade now. Uh -huh. uh, I started creating content and videos and stuff like that, even before it was like trendy and popular yeah. uh, on mm. social media to do. <laughs> I just saw this thing and I was like, this might be cool. Let's, wow. let's you know venture off into this. And uh, video content creation is not my first introduction to creativity. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a musician and a worship leader and I yeah. traveled the world. Well, not the world yet, but I traveled uh, the country uh, as an artist and a worship leader. And I started playing drums at the age of three. So creativity wow. has always been in me. Yeah. It's always been mm -hmm. uh, what I do. And then God just kind of like opened up this world to me uh, wow. via social media and YouTube and video and photo. And so it's just like, man, I I just fell in love with it. So that's wow, kind wow. of my, my short answer to, to the yeah. journey. 
Wow, wow. It's so good. And, and I love that heart posture because I think sometimes, especially in church world, we can get confused about why creativity matters, right? We can focus yeah. the creativity on, oh, it helps us become a more trendy, cool church, right? Like we get this title of right. being a cool church, or maybe even we get so focused on the marketing that we forget mm. that it's not so much about just are we successfully marketing and growing our church through social media, but what is the actual art and craft and why does the act of creating matter so much, right? And so Mm -hmm. there might be senior leaders who logged on today and are hearing this and they're automatically saying, okay, I'm out of this conversation. Like I, I'm not dressed as cool as Kelsey's right now, right? (laughs) Or I don't, I don't even have an Instagram or I, I don't even know where to start when it comes to creativity in the church. And maybe even they're kind of feeling resistant to it, but at the same time, they know the next generation cares about it. So there's this tension, right? Help, help us understand, you know, for senior leaders, for those people who don't necessarily identify as I'm a creative, how do we understand what it means to enter into the world of creativity if we don't think that we're creative ourselves? Wow, great question. And my answer might shock you. Come on, shock us, Kels. I believe that every single individual walking the face of the planet is a creative. Yeah, come on. Mm. You don't have to dress like me. You don't have to be hip and cool and have on the latest Mm. fashion. Every individual is a creative. The question is, what area are you creative in? Yeah, that's Mm. it. I I coined this phrase a long time ago at the beginning beginning of my journey, that creation was created by the creator of creativity. Yeah, Mm. come on. Creation was created by the creator of creativity. Love that. There's there's this principle in the Bible called the law of first mention, that when God says a thing the first time, it kind of establishes the precedent for the rest of scripture. And I find it interesting that we can talk about all that God did through the prophets and did through Moses and Abraham and Jacob and Sarah. And and he he did all of these incredible things through Jesus. But we miss five of the most powerful words that are in the Bible. Mm. And they come from Genesis chapter one, verse one, five words in the beginning, God created. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Law first mentioned. The first thing he does is he That's creates. Wow. So the creator of creativity has created creation. Yeah. That means you are a creative. Yeah. So as a yeah. senior leader, you might not be thinking about TikTok or Instagram <laughs> or YouTube. But yeah, you can be yeah. thinking about how you can be creative with your finances to maximize mm-hmm. on how you're spending. You can be creative on how you're wow. thinking about doing outreach. You can be creative on how you're thinking about presenting your sermon, even mm-hmm. down to a linguistic mm-hmm. perspective. Like, right. what are the words right. you're using? What are you saying? Everybody is a creative. The problem is, is we all haven't figured out how to run our own lane and value yeah. the lane of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We spend too much time trying to be all things to to all men that we don't wow. realize that you were created for a specific reason. 
and mm-hmm. we're all important to the body. The, 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 the creative who is so far creative that he almost feels like he's living in the clouds and she feels like she's daydreaming all the time to yeah. the most structured person on the face yeah. of the planet that is a type just follows all of the rules and creative seemed like psychos to them. Both mm-hmm. of y'all are valuable yeah. mm. because without the other, you will fall. Yeah, so I, I like to think of it like this structure provides room for creativity and creativity provides room and space for great structures. Mm-hmm. If you've got a great structure and you've yeah. got if you found a way to be creative in that structure, I mean, it's 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 incredible. You, mm-hmm. you, you, right. you find out how to make harmony. You find out mm-hmm. how to how to make something work. And so uh, I really encourage senior pastors to not get caught up in what culture deems as being creative. Yes. And I really would like for senior pastors to tap into what am I creative at? Because some yeah. senior pastors can tap into a system That's that good. explode their church growth, but, wow. but they can't tap into it if you're trying to be on TikTok. Yeah. Like, mm. That's not your lane. Yeah. That's not your thing. So I, I, want us to, I want us to get good at what we do well. Yeah, mm. yeah that's, that's great. Fantastic. Yeah, I think I think this this conversation is super relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kels, you have been creating for a while. I love what you're just talking about with, um, yeah, just what God says in Genesis that we're created to create. Everyone is a creator. My my question to you is why does creativity matter in or it is a is a subject that we should press into. Mm-hmm you know, in, in the local church or in today's context? Like, why does creativity actually matter? Hmm. Creativity matters because it reflects the heart of God. Yeah, yeah. So we only exist because he created us. Hmm. Mm. Look at how powerful this is. Day one through five in yeah. the creation story, God said, let there be light. God said, let this happen. 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 And he speaks everything into existence. Mm. And then he gets to day six and he decides I'm done talking. Mm. Now I've got to put my hands to work. And he reaches down and he grabs some dirt and he forms man out of the dust of the ground. Then he says, it's not good for man to be alone. He didn't speak woman into existence. He reaches into Adam, pulls out a bone because he's like, I'm about to be creative. Last time I Mm. used dirt, this time I'm going to use a bone and I'm going to create something that was not and is now. Yeah. Mm. And and so I believe that we're never more like God than Mm. when we are creating. Not saying that we need Mm. to have a God complex. Not saying that we need to aspire to be God. Right. What I'm saying right. is, is you never reflect the heart of God more than when you're loving people. And I would I would dare add when you're being creative, mm. um, b- because what's the first thing that God tells Adam to do? We're, we're, we're in OT right now. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're in Genesis. The first yeah. thing God tells Adam to do is name the animals. That yeah. means he mm. had to get creative. Yeah. God didn't give him a blueprint. God says you create. Mm-hmm. So, so at the beginning, he starts out good. Hippopotamus, <laughs> rhinoceros, <laughs> elephant. <laughs> then by the end, he's tired. Dog, <laughs> 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 
pig. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> he's exhausted and tapped into his creativity wow, wow, until God brings him something else. Watch yeah. this. God doesn't name Eve. Adam mm. does. Yeah. He said, mm. this is woman, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think it's so powerful that in the beginning where it was all good, God gave us the assignment to create. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem with the church now is we've become cookie cutter right. instead of creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've become a model instead of a movement. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think if we tapped into what God has instinctively designed us to do, right. we'll tap into that thing that God mm-hmm. has placed on the inside of us that will allow us to create what he wow. wants to see. Wow, that's so good. Powerful. Okay, I want to talk about that specifically for a moment. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Because um, I think that's really true, right? If we look at churches, and and we might even know, right? Like I run an organization, and and I know, right? Mm, to a certain extent, right. there are moments when we create something, and it's because we saw another organization do it, and we're like, yeah, that that was well done. Let's just cop that real quick. And then there yeah. are other moments where mm-hmm. our creative team comes right. up with something, and we're right. like, this is. This is wild. This is, we've never seen anything like this, right? So it's not that it is evil to look at what other people are doing. It's not that we're not being creative to be inspired by others. Um, But I also Mm -hmm. know that there are moments when maybe we're called to be creative and it's way easier just to look at what other people are doing, right? And I think specifically in the church right now, um, in some ways, again, senior leaders might be watching this and sometimes we're just so tapped out, right? Like we are trying to do so many different things. We're trying to make sure a, a service, a huge event happens every yep. single Sunday, right? We're trying yep. to make sure nobody falls through the cracks. We're trying to address the crisis that's happening in our congregation. We're trying to make sure yep. our staff is thriving. We're trying to make sure our books are balanced. Like we are trying to make sure that so much is happening Creativity yep. seems oftentimes like the easiest thing mm-hmm. to just drop first right. or just say whatever that yep. big church down the road is doing, just copy what they're doing. Right. Yep. So how do yep. we as senior leaders value creativity? And I want to contrast this also real quick by saying we also have heard the next generation that has come to us and knocked on our office doors and said, hey, why is no one doing anything about your social media? Or, hey, why um, is our stage design not more creative? Or, hey, have we ever tried doing like a spoken word on a Sunday morning? Or, hey, I have this idea. Could I? And again, we're so tapped out. We don't have any space and time to Mm. unleash the next generation in their creativity. But then they leave really discouraged and frustrated, right? So we live in this tension as senior leaders. Yep. You're yeah, a campus that's pastor. That's why I think yep. this, this your, your perspective is so interesting. So you get all the pressures of being a senior leader, but you also value creativity. Help yep. us understand how you do that, Kels. Like, speak to us for a minute from that tension. <laughs> uh, it's it's not easy. Yeah. It's it takes a lot of intentionality and yeah. prioritizing. Mm-hmm. You have to prioritize being. who God created you to be. Yeah, it's great. It takes a lot of prayer. Mm. It takes a lot of listening to the voice of God. And I mm. think, it's my own belief, I think we spend more time trying to figure it out than mm. listening. 
Yeah, mm. 100%. Oh, but, Pat, so but we got to pay the bills. We got to do this. We got to do Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. One man plant, one man water. God gives the increase. Mm. If God doesn't give the increase, it's not time. And mm. maybe he hasn't given the increase because you're not listening. Wow. Mm. I, heard somebody, I heard somebody say this one time and it blew my mind. He used this analogy. Mm. If you walked up to a vending machine, and it has an out of order sign on it. Are you putting your money in it? Mm. <laughs> no. Yeah. Because the sign says it's out of order. Right. Why wow. do we want God to put money in the vending machine that is out of order? Mm. Why wow. do we want God to send people That's without great. us first having the capacity wow. to do what he's called us to do? Right. I, my, my uncle told, told me one time, he said this phrase, and it, it, it shook me to my core. Hmm. He says, you've got to tap into your DNA. Hmm. Hmm. DNA, okay, like, that's cool. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you have to tap into your DNA, your dynamic natural ability. Hmm. Yeah, wow. What are you dynamically and naturally able to do? Yeah, that's great. That yeah. nobody else can do. Yeah. That's great. There is something specifically designed and placed in you that nobody else can do. Y your mm. voice, your fingerprint, your style, your approach, nobody else can replicate it. Wow. That's great. That's and, great. And, and I think that we as churches have, and as leaders have gotten away from that because we're trying to do somebody else's abilities. Yeah. Yeah, mm, we're trying to do what someone else was created to do. And yeah, that's great. I don't think the problem is. I don't think the problem is is. Is the church. Mm. I think the problem is the insecurities of leaders, mm. because you don't feel like you measure up and amount to the next person. Yeah. What if you yeah. weren't called to reach the audience of that person? Right. But because you decided to take their audience on, you've now created a burden for yourself mm. and you're trying to figure out how to keep the thing afloat when you were never designed to. Yeah. Wow. If this is God's church, it's his responsibility yeah. to make it grow. But right. he gave, and he, the scripture says, I think it's in Ephesians, and he gave some pastors, mm. some teachers, yeah. goes through the whole fivefold ministry. Mm -hmm. He says, and I give you pastors after my own heart. You mm -hmm. were called to pastor a specific group of people the way God designed you to pastor them. And if you're trying to do anything else other than what God has told you to do, mm -hmm. now ministry has become a burden yeah. because you've picked up a burden instead of taking his. Yeah. When, mm -hmm. when you look at the Bible, look at, let's That's look at great. Jesus, right? Jesus does multiples of the same miracles. He healed yeah. multiple blinded eyes. He, he gave multiple uh, lame people their ability to walk. Yeah. He, he raised yeah. multiple people from the dead. But mm -hmm. what he did well was to do those same things, but in a different way. One guy, he spit in his eye. Mm. One guy, he tells him to, 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 to go yeah. dip himself in the pool. Come like on. He does the same miracle, yeah. but he's creative enough to know that this person needs me in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, Why do we great. keep thinking that every person in the world needs church the exact same <laughs> way? You're not called to be somebody else.
Come on. You're called mm. to be who God told you to be. And yes. when you do that, he unlocks who you were supposed to be. And maybe, can I just say the, can I say the hard thing? Maybe Come that's on, not called me. to mega ministry. Yeah, mm. that's right. M- maybe you're not called to that and that's mm. okay. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Who are you called to? Yeah. Because right. when you do that, now you're making impact. Now mm. you're doing what you've been called to do. And now you're not worried about stressing out about trying to keep this humongous building open because you're, you're, you're flowing in your dynamic, natural ability. Yeah. I, I do this. It, and it doesn't matter if I ever reach a million people. I do this and I'm reaching five people and we are thriving. Mm. God only had a 12 member church. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus had a 12 so member good. church. Wow. Oh, man. Three-member core team, Peter, James, and John. Yeah, it's so good. 12-member church. Yeah. Massive following. Yeah. Let's get that right. Wow. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Come on. (laughs) Man, I feel like we could close it up with that. And amen. Uh, (laughs) um, Yo, Kels, that's so So good. Amen. It's great. I have so many thoughts. I love what you talked about DNA. I, I think that's powerful. I, I think the whole concept that you talked about, I, I feel that too on, on another level, spe- especially with reaching the next generation is um, so often we look to our right or look to our left and yeah. comparison kills. You know, we've heard that yeah. phrase. Um, yeah. We want to build something and then ask for God's blessing second. Um, and and I feel like this generation, when you touched on the, the topic of listening, um, I wanted to go back into that, that conversation just a little bit before we get yeah. to educational on um, reaching the next generation with their voice, how to empower them in the right ways, education, educating them, you know, leading them, et cetera, coaching them through using their voice. I want to talk a little bit about that listening part that you, that you talked about. What are some ways uh, that we can help the next generation listen better, listen, um, um, listen with more intent, intentional focus, in, mm. uh, focus listening uh, when it comes down to hearing the voice of God um, in what they are called to? Um, what, where do we start? Where do senior leaders start when it comes down to the next generation about educating them on listening in a generation that wants to be heard? Oh, my God. I think the problem hmm. that we have is we have a generation that wants to be heard with nothing to say. Hmm. Yeah, talk to me about that. To say. You have nothing to say. Wow. Uh, For me, Mm -hmm. I'm very careful Mm. about thinking that I know it all. Yeah. Mm. I'm very careful about thinking that I have the answer. Yeah. Mm. Because I just got here. (laughs) Yeah. I am not God's gift Mm. to the world. That was Jesus. Wow. Come on, bro. Yeah. I am God's gift to himself. Mm. Yeah, yeah, come on. This is great. So if we have been dealing for th- with things for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, yeah. 
why do I all of a sudden believe that the second that I open up my mouth, I've solved all of the problems? Wow. God didn't call you to solve all of the problems. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> he yeah. might have called you for a specific problem, but you are not yeah. the problem solver. Yeah. And so because of that, I also know that God did not make me independent. He made me interdependent. Mm -hmm. And so if That's I'm right. interdependent, that means there's something that I don't know. Right. Because right. God yep. gave somebody else the information. And yes. if I overtalk them, I will miss what I'm supposed to learn. Yeah, mm -hmm. come on. And so I believe this generation would do well to slow down. Mm -hmm. The scripture says, be quick to listen, yeah. slow mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I also heard a quote one time. It says, it's better to be thought of as a fool than to open up your mouth and confirm that you are one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that yep. this generation has said a lot of foolish things mm. in a haste to just be heard. Wow. Mm. The, 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 and I think. That's so good. I, I agree. A part of the problem is we want power, mm -hmm. but not authority. Yeah. 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 People wow. who have authority don't say much. Mm. Don't say much wow. at all. Do you, do you think that comes from like influencer culture? And so 100%. because influencer culture yeah. has influenced society, therefore yep. we're settling for influence instead of power? 100%. Hmm. If I can influence someone, then I'm doing good. The right. problem mm. with influence is only it, it only lasts for a moment. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Can we can, can we can we bring it up to modern culture? Yeah. Right now, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case is happening. Right yeah. now. <laughs> Who's done the most talking? Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, the lawyers. How much talking has the judge done? Mm. The judge is the only one in the room with the authority and she's done the less talking. Wow. <laughs> because authority wow. is Come not on. loud. That's so yes. good. Yes. Authority yeah. is intentional. Yeah. So I have to yeah. listen because when I talk, when I give a commandment, when I say anything, stuff moves. Yes. So I have to be yes. very careful about my words. Let's go back to Jesus. When he yeah. hears about his best friend, Lazarus, dying, he gets to, uh, to Mary and Martha and says, take me to where you buried him. Jesus mm. has to then be intentional and say, wow. Lazarus, come forth. He couldn't just say, come forth, because yes. everything in the grave around Lazarus would have gotten up. So he had wow. to be intentional because he had authority over mm -hmm. death, hell, and the grave. So yes. he had to say, Lazarus. And I think that that's where this generation has to learn wow. to hone in. That If you're going to walk in authority, which is what God told us to walk in, yeah. in, in, the, in the garden, walk in dominion, which means to, mm. to, to have authority over. If you're going to have authority, you've got to be slow to speak. Yeah. That's or great. you're going to mess it up because you don't That's have great. all the facts. You yes. don't have all the information. You don't have all the life experience. And, and that's okay. Right. Mm. Right. That's okay. Right. It's so good. Yeah, that's great. I, I think this is so important. And especially I see a lot of um, 
especially those with influence, one question I always have is, you mm-hmm. know, where influence is, like you said, for a minute, but leadership is when you're bringing somebody from one place to somewhere else. A lot of yep. influencer culture is a lot of, hey, look at me mm-hmm. and I'm right. going to influence right. you. Leadership is I'm yep. going to take you and bring you to where you need to go, right? right? Yep. Which yep. leads me then to this question because the, the people watching, I think their hearts are to be leaders. And I think actually probably a lot of them are leaders and they're feeling frustrated by a generation under them who seems to be way more excited about hearing the sound of their own voice and having some sort of influence and building their social platform mm-hmm. and they're tired of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. However, the the issue then becomes that it can be really easy to use that as an excuse to keep the next generation out of the room and out 100%. of leadership. So how do we, as senior leaders, let's say, mm-hmm. see the the heart of the next generation and lead them through that. Like, how do we, how do we actually mentor them through that? Mm, how do we, how do we train them? Because if we don't, then in 20 years, we're going to have a bunch of senior church leaders who still have this mentality of influence over leadership. So how yep. can we, as the senior leaders that are watching this now, how do they stop it? How do they mentor them through it? How do they still invite them into the room? Like, what does this look yep. like to pastor the next generation through that? Great question. Great question. I, I've actually shifted uh, to this topic of conversation more often now really? because of just how the world has been. Uh, yeah. You know, we've lost a lot of leaders, whether that was through death, whether that was through downfall, whether that was just through people being done. Uh, And so uh, I think I think what would do us well as senior leaders is to understand this principle. And your old men will dream dreams Mm -hmm. and your young man will have vision. Mm -hmm. What senior leaders have to understand is that you are the senior statesman, elder Mm -hmm. statesman. You are called to dream dreams. Yeah. Here's the critical question. How do you dream? Mm. You don't dream until you're resting. <laughs> you can't run and dream. No. You, mm. you, you can't be full throttle and dream. Right. You uh, have to have rest. Right. You only right. dream while you're resting. Yeah. Let the younger legs have vision. Mm. But vision should be should be within the parameters of the bigger dream mm-hmm. and and the dream of god is that all of his children would would come to him and and, yes. and know him yes but but maybe your dream is to create a space and place where the next generation mm-hmm. of leaders are coming through yes so now your topics of conversation have to change. Your, mm-hmm. your, your intentionality yeah. has to change. Yeah. Now That's you're good. not caught up in what does the next stage looks like, mm-hmm. but you're more caught up in what does the next leader look like? Yeah, How am I investing good. in them? I, I, I'm no longer trying to invest $10,000 into uh, one light. I'm now investing mm-hmm. 10,000 hours into the mm-hmm. life of this next leader. <sighs> Because I need you to be well. 
That's because great. I need you to be able to lead at a capacity Come that on, does not cause the next generation to fall. Come on. Mm. Here, <laughs> here, here's a thought that I have, and it comes from a kid's poem. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Mm-hmm. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king mm-hmm. horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Mm-hmm. And you can look at that story and you can blame Humpty Dumpty for mm-hmm. being on the wall in the first mm-hmm. place. And you could, mm-hmm. you could blame him for not noticing that his shape does not fit the wall. You could mm-hmm. blame all the king's horses and all the king's men for not being able to put Humpty mm-hmm. Dumpty back together again because they did not know how to see his broken pieces and understand how mm-hmm. these pieces need to fit back together. But we never once ever questioned the person who built the wall. Huh. Mm-hmm. What wow. if what you're building isn't sustainable Wow! for somebody mm-hmm. else to, to rest on? And I think mm-hmm. that that's where we as senior leaders have to move to. What are we building that will be sustainable for the next leader to sit on? That's great. And for the leaders around him to be able to manage the moment he becomes broken. Okay. This is, this is great. Wow. This is great. I got a question. I heard, uh, I, I read a phrase in a book and I'm, I'm pretty sure Brad Lominick, uh coined it. He said, I don't want to spend my whole life climbing a ladder that's um, leaning on a wall. And then I get to the top of the ladder and the wall was the wrong one. I was that climbing. Mark Patterson too. Or Mark Patterson yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. The ladder was against the wrong wall the whole time. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about that phrase, maybe through the lens of communication with the next generation, raising up communicators, the next generation of young leaders that feel called to communicate. How do we as as leaders, how do you as a pastor, Mm -hmm. how do we correctly pastor people through the lens of communication um, in today's like generation? You know, let's let's have a combo real quick about this. Um, would love to have your thoughts about, yeah, how do we pass it really well through um, people that desire to communicate? Yeah. Um, I think hmm. that we have to tell people <laughs> that not everybody is called to communicate. Mm-hmm. Okay, talk, flush that out for us. Everybody isn't called to be a voice. Yeah. Okay. Because oftentimes that can corrupt hmm. people. Wow. And you could be so persuasive that you become your own demise. Yeah. Mm. And so I think if we're going to pastor people well that feel called to leadership, the first thing that that person that feels called needs to understand is I'm not your friend. Wow. We are not Mm. buddies. Mm. We are not equals. There is a greater burden of responsibility that is on you the moment you want to be a communicator because Mm. you're influencing the lives of other people. Yeah. Mm. Lives are in the balance. This isn't, this isn't something to just do for the sake of you just wanting to talk. Mm. Mm. There, there is power 
yeah. in your words. That's great. Your words form worlds. Wow. Mm. Because that's how, that's how it was all created in the first place. The world is suspended off yeah. of one word, let there be. Mm. And if you don't understand that, mm. you, will, you will do more damage to people wow. than you could ever imagine. Words wow, have started right. wars. Mm -hmm. they, 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 we were lied to as children. They mm. lied to us. In, it, as innocent as it was, it was a lie. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words mm. will never hurt me. That's yeah. a lie. Because yeah. if somebody mm -hmm. throws a stone at you, you could forget it in a year. If somebody yeah. hits you with a stick, you could forget it in five. But yes, there are sir. adults who are still bound by the words that they were told yeah. when they were three years old. Wow. Words matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So I need to be a lot more critical on you. I need to hold you to a higher level of accountability the moment yeah. you say, I feel called to preach, the moment you say, I feel yeah. called to speak. Mm. Because if not, you run a dangerous risk yeah, that's good. Mm. of leading mm. people astray. Yeah, that's good. And so I believe as a senior leader, if, if, you, if you feel like there are people in your, your ministry that are mm -hmm. called, or if people in your ministry feel like they're called to preach, we're having serious conversations. I'm not, I'm not just putting you up there just because you want something to say. Mm -hmm. For what? What you're going to say is not so profound that we've never heard it before. There's right. millions of books that have been written by people way smarter than you or I. So what else do mm -hmm. you have to say? Yeah. So I think we have to have tough conversations. So yeah. That's what leadership is. Yes. That's what development is. That's what mentorship is. I'm not just yeah. doing it just because you say it. Okay. Mm. Wow. Good. Now let's put that to the test. Yeah. 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 That's so good. I, I think that's so. That's great. It's so that's Thanks, important for us to understand because the reality is, is that if we want to see the next generation come back to the church, the reality is when they come back, they're, they're going to want to have a voice and we have to be ready for what it means to steward them once they arrive. And I think a lot of senior leaders, a lot of us might believe this lie that they're just coming back because they want to be the next trendy, cool church speaker. Mm -hmm. But what I've seen in the next generation, I'm sure you've seen this, Kels, too, is that when they see a leader who takes this call of ministry seriously, mm -hmm. who mentors them, who mm -hmm. says, I'm not just going to give you a platform, I'm going to invest in your life and partner mm -hmm. with you in this calling and mm -hmm. really help you understand if this is it. Like when they mm -hmm. see a leader who's not just willing to find the next volunteer to pass off responsibilities to, but when they actually want to spend time with mm -hmm. them, the next generation will follow you and they will be loyal because you are doing what Jesus did with his disciples. He didn't just hand off the reins and said, finally, somebody to, to share my workload. He said, hey, I'm going to invest in you. I'm yep. going to speak truth over you. I'm going to yep. identify what you're uniquely called to, and then I'm going to unleash you to build the church. And I believe 100%. that is what the next generation is mm -hmm. looking for. They need fathers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the scripture tells us that we have not many fathers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. This generation desperately needs fathers. Fathers invest yeah. Fathers correct. Yeah. And the fathers champion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. We invest our time. We correct where we need to. And we champion you to be who you are called to be. You have a distinct purpose on your life. And I need to be able to cultivate that. Mm. And I think it's a two-way street because I yeah. think our generation also has to learn that uh, when I say I love you, it, it, it means that I have the ability to correct you. Love yeah. is not the absence of correction. In fact, it is the presence of correction. The scripture t- tells us that the father chastens whom he loves. So if mm. I cannot correct you, I, I don't love you mm. and you don't love me. And so I think if, if we start to position, reposition the conversation around fathers and, 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 and the up and coming generation mm-hmm. will start to see something break off wow. of uh, this generation. And what's breaking off of this generation, can I just say it, is an identity crisis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an identity yeah. crisis. We don't know who we are. Why? Yeah. Because fathers define who you are. Mm-hmm. Fathers give you identity. Fathers mm-hmm. s- should be able to see who you are. Mm-hmm. Mothers should be able to nurture who you are hmm. and you, both of them work in tandem. Yeah. Hmm. And so I believe it's going, it, and that's going to take a level of, of being in sync with one another. Like mm-hmm. this conversation is bigger than, than what we could even fit into right now. Right. right. And, and, and I believe that not only does this generation need fathers, but fathers need to be healthy. Mm. They need to know how to lead a family. They mm. need to know how to manage and guard their mental, emotional, and spiritual health. It's wow. not about you just standing on a stage for 40 minutes and mm-hmm. giving a TED talk. That's mm-hmm. not going to cut it anymore. Yeah. Now, now we need to know how to live a godly life, how yes. to live out the principles of the kingdom, how to move at an accelerated pace yes. so the church can be who she was called and created yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. How do you function as a leader? Once we Once. start doing that, mm-hmm. that's when we'll start to see the shift. That's here. great. Amen. Agreed, Amen. agreed. I got like one last question and then I would Go love ahead. for you to close us out in prayer, Kels. Yeah. Um, when I got to meet you in Ohio, um, part of your personality really stuck out to me. Um, you know, there was moments where I sat from a distance and watching you, I felt like you, you balance um, walking in the Holy Spirit and humility so well. Mm. And because of that, I see so much authority in your life. You know, I can tell like you're consecrated to prayer. I can tell you're consecrated to the Holy Spirit, man. But like when I would watch and observe you, I felt like even on this retreat that you were a leader that didn't have to prove that he had something to say. Hmm. You were a leader that sat quiet in living rooms that was perfectly a-okay being an introvert like perfectly fine, not flexing, perfectly fine, not trying to say why you should be there. I really respected that from you from a distance watching and observing you from, from like the other room, even, um, Kels, when you communicate and we talk about communication and you just kind of talked about it with, this is larger than just right here. 
how much of the Holy Spirit, man, like mm-hmm. really impacts like pastoring through the lens of communication, pastoring through just like how to innovate and trailblaze and pioneer creative churches or creativity just in general. How much does the Holy Spirit, man, um, really impact like what we do and why is that like super relevant with the next generation? I don't move without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. I don't. I don't talk mm-hmm. without him. Yeah. Uh, he's essential to me. Yeah. It is the gift given to us yeah. through Jesus. Come on. From God. It is, in fact, the <laughs> the cake we received mm. in the mm. upper room. Yeah. That says, I'm sending you something back. Mm-hmm. And, and at the birthday of the church in the upper room, mm-hmm. in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit shows up. And it's the best thing that mm-hmm. we could have ever tasted so good that we became drunken on it that the people Mm. outside of the room says what's wrong with them Mm. Mm. but the power of the Holy Spirit we get caught up in the fact that they were speaking in tongues Mm-hmm. That's not singularly the power of the Holy Spirit, yeah. Yeah. of the Holy Spirit. It is an evidence of the right. Holy Spirit, but it is not the singular power. You know what, you know what, the, what the actual miracle of, of Pentecost was? It said that there were devout men under heaven, all outside of the room. And they heard what was happening in the room and they were drawn to the room. And what they heard from the room was how great God was in their own language. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit has the ability to allow me to fit in every single space and place that he needs me to fit into if I would listen to him. Mm. Yeah. He's powerful enough. He's the same Holy Spirit that Moses, that, that, that showed up in God form when Moses was like, who do I say send me? Just mm-hmm. tell him I am. Just yeah. open up your mouth and I'm going to speak through you. That's My great. words mean yeah. absolutely nothing. Yeah. Wow. Come on. Apart from the Holy Spirit, they mean nothing. So what do I have yeah. to say? Nothing. Yes. Mm. I'm going to talk about. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so I, I'm very passionate about it because he's the most rejected mm. out of the Godhead. Yeah. Because mm. he's the most misunderstood. Yes. Mm. We yes. understand God being powerful and creative and Father. We understand Jesus being the Savior and Lord of the world, but we don't understand the Holy Spirit being our helper. Yeah. Mm. Being the one who leads us and guides us into all truth. That's what he's described as. Mm-hmm. And so if it is that, mm-hmm. that that Jesus has sent me back, I'm going to maximize on that. I'm yeah. not going to just let that just die down because I don't I don't understand it. Lean into it. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's essential. And so for mm-hmm. me, I've I've learned to just sit in a room and listen to him. Mm-hmm. And I can actively have conversation, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm listening. Because mm-hmm. if he tells me something, it trumps everything else that I had planned. Mm-hmm. There's no other priority outside of saying what God tells me to say and That's moving so how God tells that. me to move. 
And he does that through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I think to kind of tie it all in, leaders, both senior and up and coming, we've got to get very familiar with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because we're not, if not, you're not going to survive the next season. Can I tell Mm -hmm. you why? This generation don't care nothing about information anymore. We've got Google. And I can Google an answer for any position that I want to have, and I will be justified mm. and valid. But tell me, it, out, of, out, of, out of all mm. the atheists in the world, none of them can answer if I decide to, if I decide to prophesy to them what the Holy Spirit just told me, that I should mm. not know. How do you come to terms with that? Yeah. You've mm. now got to wrestle with that. How did he know this? How did he know my grandmother's name? How did he know that we were battling mm. this at that age and we never even, that's, that's something that you have to deal with now. I don't, that's yeah. not me. You, now, if you choose to take that and not believe, on, that's no. on you. Right. That's why the Holy Spirit is so important. Yeah. You, can, you, can, you can out intellectualize me, but you can't out Holy Ghost me. Mm. And once that thing <laughs> drops, now it's on, now you got to deal with that. That ain't on me yeah. anymore. And that's what I, where I believe the church is now moving yeah. into. She's moving 100%. out of information into yep. demonstration of the power of God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Come yeah. That's yes, powerful. sir. That's great. Wow. I mean, what a conversation. This has been so rich and I'm rich. so grateful, Kels. Yep. Um, those you of you watching, man, I, I just hope that you are feeling this encouragement, this vision, these dreams, this inspiration, this, this Mm. picture of what it can be to become these spirit led leaders who look behind us and invite the next generation into this relationship, right? This opportunity to bleed out what God has done in our life, to demonstrate what it means on a daily basis to be led by the spirit, to um, show them what it means to be a leader who brings people from where they were to where God has called them to be. And I, I really do, man, I'm so expectant because I think if we are these kinds of leaders, the next generation will not be able to help but be drawn um, to the kinds of churches that we're leading. Kels, so grateful for you, for your voice, for your leadership. Um, As we just close out this time, um, just would love to invite you to pray over these leaders who are watching right now. Yeah, Father, I thank you for each and every leader and individual that is watching right now. God, I thank you that uh, you are dealing with our specific identity crises. Father, I thank you that you are allowing us to listen to your voice that will establish our voice. God, I thank you for giving us strategic ideas and inventions and, and strategic problem solvings so that we can tap into what we were dynamically, uh, naturally, and, and, and able to do because of who you created us to be. God, I thank you that you're surrounding us with the personnel that we need to operate in our deficiencies so we can continue to be creative, whether our creativity is understanding numbers and trends or understanding systems and structures or just mm-hmm. flat out just being able to create something out of nothing from art, design, and, and, and just different 
different spaces and places, God, I think that there is a harmony that is coming to the church between mm. senior leaders and up and coming leaders. Father, I thank you that mm. we are we are now uh, getting people who are stepping up into the role of fathership and mentorship mm. and, and the younger generation being open and receptive, ready to receive quicker than they're ready to say something. God, I thank mm. you um, that, that, that the church is not lost, that we have not, mm. we are not abandoned, that we are not cast off and thrown to the side. But Father, you have us exactly right where we want us. God, I even thank you that there are those that are that are watching right now asking, how can I hear the voice of God? God, I thank you that you mm. would create space and place in their day where they have moments mm. and pockets of time to just sit and be quiet with you. And when mm. they are, God, I pray that your voice would be clear and more audible than ever before, Father. Um, so much so that it even spooks them because they've never heard you in such a way. Mm. But Father, it would give them the faith and the fuel that they need mm. to do what they've been created to do, how they've been created to do it, God. And I thank you that there are, yes, there are voices that are rising up for this generation that will call us back to holiness, back to repentance, back to salvation, that will begin to anchor us because right now what we need is a voice crying out in the wilderness, mm. prepare ye the way yeah. of the Amen. Lord. And we're making ready for the return of our king. And God, we thank you that we're moving out of influencer culture to authority culture that we've been called to subdue and have mm. dominion over and to rule in the earth realm as you are doing in the heavenlies. And Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise and we give you honor. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks so much for attending, guys. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Thanks, Kels. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Network podcast and joining the conversation for what is next for the church and its leaders. We look forward to connecting with you as we bring our questions, contribute our wisdom, and pursue what is next. Visit leadnet.org for more resources, information about leader cohorts, and more. That is leadnet.org.